The MLB draft will conclude on Tuesday. The White Sox took a short step. Jacob Gonzalez with the 15th pick overall. Uh, Sox have also drafted six pitchers, a pair of outfielders, and a catcher. Luis Robert Jr. put on a show in the first round of the Home Run Derby, uh, but ran out of gas in the semifinal. Also, what four players are apparently untouchable at the trade deadline? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong, die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore a GGTV Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, after the break, our Chicago White Sox will head to Atlanta, take on the Braves, catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search a White Sox. A bit of an opportunity here to Maybe forget about that 38 and 54 record, but uh, I don't know if you're anything like me, you can't forget about it. Uh, maybe you just take a break from it uh, and focus on uh, what the Sox have done in the draft and uh, the home run derby, which was fun. Uh, wish uh, Luis Robert Jr. just uh, had a little bit more gas in the tank there, but what a first round. We'll talk about it later in the episode. And uh, uh, John Heyman uh, weighed in on. Uh, what players might be untouchable at the trade deadline for the White Sox. But first things first, uh, the MLB draft, uh, of course, started on Sunday, uh, continued on Monday, and will wrap up on Tuesday. And, you know, listen, I've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to claim to be an expert uh, on the prospects and, 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 you know, these young guys uh, down on the farm or in college or, you know, whatever might be coming our way to 35th and Shields. Uh, I tried. I tried to pay attention, uh, you know, during the rebuild. And, uh, you know, I think everyone got excited about what was, uh, you know, the potential, uh, you know, these draft picks. And, and, and I got really frustrated uh, when, you know, some of these guys just did not pan out. Uh, I know things are done maybe a little bit differently, but, uh, you know, the experts are, are guys like uh, James Fox with uh, Future Sox and uh, Ian Eskridge and Danny Miller over there at White Sox Daily. They do some outstanding stuff uh, with the young guys and what's happening and what could be uh, in the future. So, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is the, the first pick, right? The 15th overall. Uh, and, you know, maybe there's some other promising uh you know, arms, I know the Sox took six arms, but there could be some other promising guys that uh, possibly emerge. 
uh, you know, down the line. But again, I've been burned a little too much on what has happened uh, uh, over the last few years with what the White Sox did or did not do uh, to heavily invest too much uh, in in the MLB draft. But but here's the here's the black and white of it. Uh, Sox completed the second day uh, rounds three through ten of the uh, first-year player draft, selecting six pitchers, uh, three right-handers, and two left-handers, two outfielders, and one catcher. The White Sox uh, selected shortstop Jacob Gonzalez from the University of Mississippi with the organization's first pick, uh, 15th overall, uh, and right-handed pitcher Grant Taylor from Louisiana State University with their second pick, uh, 51st. The 2023 draft rounds 11 through 20 will conclude on Tuesday, beginning at 1 p.m. Central. So uh, here's what the Sox have done so far uh, with their first pick, Jacob Gonzalez, shortstop out of uh, University of Mississippi. Uh, Then the Sox took Grant Taylor uh, with their second pick, right-hand pitcher, Louisiana State. Uh, Third pick, Seth Keener, a right-handed pitcher from Wake Forest University. Uh, fourth pick, Calvin Harris, a catcher out of University of Mississippi. Uh, it's good to see a catcher selected, in my personal opinion. Christian Oper, uh, left-handed pitcher from Gulf Coast State College. Uh, sixth pick, Lucas Gordon, a left-handed pitcher from University of Texas. Hometown boy, George uh, Wolko, uh, outfielder out of Downers Grove North High School. Uh, Eighth pick, Eddie Park, outfielder out of Stanford University. Uh, Ninth pick was Jake Peppers, a right-handed pitcher at Jacksonville State University. And then Zach Franklin, their 10th pick, uh, right-handed pitcher of University of Missouri. Uh, Sure, I butchered some of those names. Uh, uh, James Fox hopefully will join the podcast uh, later this week to correct me on all those pronunciations and uh, weigh in on, on his thoughts and how the White Sox did uh, with this draft, this 2023 draft. Uh, uh, here's what Jacob Gonzalez said. Uh, Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune had the article recently. Uh, here's Gonzalez. Uh, they were my best meeting at the Combine, Gal- Gonzalez said during a video conference on Sunday. When I met with the White Sox, they were the only team to show video of my swing, and they were very interested on the video, they wanted to know what I was going to try to do in. Uh, they wanted to know what I was trying to do in it uh, and what they can see I did with my swing. Uh, it meant a lot, he said. It's a small step in the long run, uh, but it feels nice to get going in the journey. I felt like I got a little bit trolled by the A's pick at number six when they said Jacob Wilson. I got my hopes up for half a second. But it was good. I had my friends and family surrounding me. They were all really supportive and very excited for me. Uh, Jacob's an elite left-handed hitter. Sachs director of amateur scouting Mike Shirley said it's bat control. He doesn't swing and miss a lot. He controls the strike zone. We think the power is going to continue to evolve with him. Couldn't be more excited to land him. Uh, Gonzalez, 21 years old, earned second team all SEC honors this year after starting all 54 games at shortstop and leading the Rebels in doubles with 18 and walks 
uh, with 35. He finished second on the team in batting average, 327 on base percentage, 435, and had uh, 51 RBIs. Uh, and was third in slugging percentage, 564 runs, 46 hits, 66 of them in total bases, 114. As a sophomore, Gonzalez started all 65 games at short and made first team all SEC as Old Miss won the College World Series. He went three for four with a home run, two RBIs, and two runs scored in the title clinching win against Oklahoma. He slashed 319, 427, 561 with 43 doubles, four triples, 40 home runs, 158 RBIs, and 186 runs in 186 games during three seasons at Old Miss. Jacob Gonzalez has that championship pedigree, Shirley said. He always plays big and big moments. That's what we're excited about. Uh, this was uh, from Keith Law from The Athletic. Uh, he had a rather lengthy write-up uh, for every uh, pick, and uh, this is what I picked out of that I thought was kind of interesting uh, from Law. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez, he's a very safe pick, a shortstop who stays there and has the hand-eye to make a lot of contact and hit for average with solid on-base percentages. He did hit 18 home runs this year for Mississippi, but I don't think that power is going to hold up with wood bats unless the White Sox get him to use his lower half more. Uh, so we've got uh, Jacob Gonzalez, shortstop. We've got Colson Montgomery, uh, you know, a top, top prospect of ours in the farm system at shortstop. And we still have Tim Anderson, a scuffling Tim Anderson, but a, a Tim Anderson nonetheless at shortstop. Uh, here on the uh, Chicago White Sox Big League Club. So again, uh, James Fox from Future Sox, hopefully joining us uh, later this week to uh, just kind of chop up everything that the Sox did, his thoughts, uh, surprises, uh, excitement, and when you know what we might be able to see with some of the guys that were drafted last year and maybe a few years ago. Where are they at? Uh, you know, in their process uh, as they hopefully make their way uh, to the White Sox. It was a wonderful first round by Luis Robert Jr. He definitely showcased himself well, but uh, did not have enough in the tank uh, to move on. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Uh, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. 
Our Chicago White Sox face off against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, the Brave Stadium uh, out there in Atlanta, uh, Truist Field, Truist Stadium, I think that's what it's named. That could be way off. Um, I have not been to that one. I've heard great things about it. Uh, pretty bummed. I was going to try to make that trip. It just didn't work out. Uh, but where the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby and all the festivities held uh, out in Seattle, I have been to that ballpark. That is a beautiful ballpark. It's well with your trip out there. A lot of fun things to do around the area and if you're a coffee drinker like myself you are be in heaven out there in seattle uh the home run derby exciting um i remember man as a kid uh we would be out you know trying to play uh baseball until we absolutely couldn't see this you know the stereotypical once the street lights came on you got a little bit of light but then it was kind of time to run home uh, catch uh, the Sox game or in this case the home run derby uh so you'd race home and it, it was always a, a an absolute blast um and you know that was when I, in my mind sports center was king and so and you, you didn't have the access to players like we do now you, you saw what you saw on the uh and the you know highlights uh, for Sports Center in the morning, and of course uh, I was a, I was really into trading baseball cards. So you saw that, uh, but you didn't have anywhere near the access like you do now of players all over uh, the entire league. So uh, really enjoyable stuff. Uh, hometown hero could not pull it out, uh, but our guy Luis Robert Jr. Uh, I thought he had one heck of a first round. He really did well for himself. And then I think maybe a little bit of experience or lack thereof uh, played in. Uh, but uh, it was Robert Rutschman uh, in the second matchup. So they were the second matchup to go on uh, Monday night. Uh, Rosa Reina was in the first round. He had 24, which was the high watermark. Uh, so Rutschman went first, uh, man, he has got a sweet, easy swing. We've seen a little bit of him, uh, when he, when they've, uh, come in uh, from Baltimore, when we have gone there and he has done damage against the White Sox, uh, he put on a show, he had 27 home runs. Uh, and then he went when, with his extra time, he went from hitting lefty to then hitting righty and he was mashing the ball. Uh, as a righty. And I, I think they were talking about on the uh, telecast that it's uh, a little bit more, it may be easier to hit from, from the left-handed spot. Uh, and I think he was the only lefty uh, in the Derby, but that was pretty impressive. I mean, he had that easy swing from lefty and then he just switched and he was crushing it, had his father pitching to him, which was a really cool story. Uh, and then it was uh, Luis Robert Jr.'s uh, turn. Robert uh, 13 home runs and then took his time out uh, with a minute 27 left. Uh, he has such an easy swing. Uh, I mean, they, I, I had a problem following some of the home runs. It was like they were focusing on the swing and then you kind of caught a little bit of delay on the, uh, they had the split screen going on. I just watched it on ESPN of where the uh, the balls were landing. And I don't think it was necessarily matching up in real time to the swing. So I couldn't see. It was tough to keep track of how far these uh, baseballs were traveling. So there were, you know, you're able to do it on an MLB app and all that kind of stuff. But in real time, it, it looked like he just was kind of going through the motions, but the ball was flying off of his bat. Uh, and I don't think they gave him a lot of love in the, in the pregame for the home run derby. I, 
again, a, a classic uh, situation as a White Sox fan, you know, but uh, Luis Robert Jr. is a, a force to reckon with, and he showcased himself really well. Uh, he, he did good for himself. Uh, so 27 home runs, and then he got that extra minute, uh, and he made quick work of it. I mean, he stopped at 28 and advanced to the next round, and Rosarena was up next. Uh, the distances for Luis Robert Jr. in that first round against Rushman, uh, 458, 461, and 470 uh, exit velocities of 111 and 112. Um, notes being given, I guess, by the uh, announcers, I should say, and, and the importance of the pitcher and uh, how critical it was. And when Julio Rodriguez went and Pena was pitching to him, and not striding and just he almost had a short arm to it and just pumping those baseballs in in the exact same spot uh, that helped in that matchup with Alonzo, who uh, Alonzo's original uh, pitcher, I think, got injured. Something happened to his elbow. Uh, so this uh, this guy that was throwing to him from the, I guess, the New York Mets organization didn't have a lot of experience at all. It didn't look like they were synced up uh, and really the importance of the pitcher. I was wondering and maybe this has been answered already, or maybe it's too obvious and I didn't even think about it. Why not just use a pitching machine that, you know, I, I feel like the technology with some of these machines, just uh, grooving it in, everybody's got the same situation. I don't know. I, there's, I guess there's something to be said about the story with what kind of pitcher you choose. I know Bryce Harper had his father do it several years ago and he won that competition and Rutschman had his father, uh, a good story, but uh, Luis Robert Jr. and he really uh, he really showed up in that first round. That was so fun to watch. Uh, and then you've got uh, Randy Arozarena uh, in the next round with Luis Robert Jr. So Randy hit first. He had thirty, uh, and then had that extra minute to deal with. Ended up with thirty-five home runs. I thought that was an impressive number. But you know, Robert ended at twenty-eight. He could have easily he could have gone past 35, maybe even 40 because he hit that 28th so early in his time. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. hit 10 uh, and then took off, uh, took that time off uh, at another 127 mark, uh, then got to 21, uh, the 21 mark, then had that extra minute. He hit one 484 feet. Uh, so he needed 14 in one minute time and, Robert just absolutely ran out of gas. I don't think it was a pitching situation. Uh, Robert just hitting line drives, ground balls going opposite field. He only got one in that extra minute. Uh, he finished with 22. So uh, that was kind of a worry of mine. Uh, you know, Robert, I thought he was going to explode in that first round, the adrenaline, the excitement, like this could be the only time to get my serious FaceTime here on this uh, national uh, broadcast here, going all over the world, really. Uh, and he did it. He put on a show, made a name for himself. If you didn't hear about Luis Robert Jr. already, you know now uh, who this guy is for the Chicago White Sox. And then in that second round, uh, just completely ran out of gas. So a good experience for Robert Jr. Looking forward to seeing what uh, he may do uh, on Tuesday in the All-Star game. Uh, John Heyman uh, weighed in on what the White Sox might do at the trade deadline, but decisions might uh, happen sooner rather than later. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, sometimes in life we're faced with rough uh, choices and the path forward 
uh, isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career relationships or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Uh, trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Uh, visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash lockdown MLB. So, MLB uh, insider John Heyman of the New York Post and Odyssey Sports uh, told the Mully and Haw show on 670 The Score on Monday morning that the Chicago White Sox could be prepared to sell as soon as this week. And they are open to trading just about anybody on their roster with the exception of four key players. Uh, What I'm gathering from other sources around the league is that they're open, not saying they will trade them, open to trading almost everybody with the exception of a few players. Those players being Dylan Cease, Luis Robert Jr., Andrew Vaughn, and Aloy Jimenez, Heyman said. So basically, four players that they don't want to trade, does that mean they wouldn't consider it or listen to offers? I'm not sure about that, but I expect those four players to stay and anyone else could be dealt. Uh, Again, Dylan Cease finished second in the American League Cy Young voting last season, though he has regressed with a 4.30 ERA this season. Robert is the lone White Sox uh, player selected uh, to the All-Star game, of course, in Seattle. Vaughn and Jimenez each represent a pair of homegrown players uh, who are expected to play key roles for the future, even though Jimenez uh, did, of course, come from the Cubs organization along with Cease. So my questions are, I think they absolutely will entertain offers. I mean, if some team gets truly desperate, uh, and I don't, I guess I don't want to say desperate or they just get crazy. And they're like, look, you know, we see a guy like Dylan Cease is we're not only going to trade for him, but we are going to extend him. This is a guy we absolutely want. We've got the resources for it. We've got, uh, we've got the team, we've got the structure, we've got the model. Like this is, we know that this is the missing piece for many years uh, for us, I, I guess you throw the farm at the White Sox, uh, you know, and, and that could be the case for any player. Um, but the Sox would have to get absolutely everything that they want and then some. And then I don't even know if they still make that decision on guys uh, like Cease and Robert. Now, Aloy uh, and, and uh, Vaughn, I could see maybe I don't want to say the price lower for them, but I could see the Sacks entertaining Aloy Jimenez and Andrew Vaughn a little bit more. Now, Andrew Vaughn is the guy that, of course, I'm going to replace Jose Abreu. They, they've gambled a lot on Andrew Vaughn. Uh, his first year playing his natural position hasn't really had that pop, that power, the uh, all of the stuff that we thought uh, he was going to have. And, and really, nobody has except for Luis Robert as of late now. That wasn't always the case, of course, at the beginning of the season, but I would say for the lion's share of the first half, uh, it's been Luis Robert Jr. and just about nobody else. 
aside from guys like, you know, Zach Remillard having these flashes and, and Jake Berger and Romy Gonzalez was hot for a couple days. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think they hold on to, to Andrew Vaughn. I really do. Aloy Jimenez is an interesting one. I mean, is he your future right fielder or is he your DH? You know, what's, what's happening with Oscar Colas? And, and maybe I want to check in with uh, James Fox on that as well uh, later this week. Is Oscar Colas your guy? Because Aloy Jimenez doesn't want to be a DH. Uh, he said it. He's preached it. He continues to say it. Uh, and I don't think he's going to want to be a DH next season. He's going to say the same thing. So if he's not happy and you're confused of where you're going to play him, do you really enter, entertain offers on Aloy Jimenez? Or you say there's no way uh, we're not moving Aloy Jimenez. And I, this is where I would say is he stays. Aloy Jimenez stays. He's going to be a DH. He'll play uh, right field every now and then, but his bat is too, too valuable uh, when he is healthy, which we hope is something that stays now uh, in this second half. So interesting stuff. Uh, I mean, nothing new from Heyman and, and the stuff that I mentioned in the previous uh, episode about Bob Nightingale. I mean, again, these aren't terribly new things. Uh, I, I think Giolito is going to be gone, and I do think someone's going to make an offer on Lance Lynn. Now, if the Sox are asking for a high price on Lance Lynn, I don't know who's I don't know why there should be a high price on Lance Lynn. Maybe somebody just gets desperate because there is a need for starting pitching and some teams like maybe Baltimore or the Cincinnati Reds or these teams that like they realize, hey, this could be it for us. I think we're going to really make a run here. We need one extra arm. But I think even then you're not paying a ridiculous amount for a guy like Lance Lynn. But uh, he should have three more starts before the trade deadline. Giolito should have two or three more starts, and it's all about showcasing at this point. Uh, so, again, uh, we'll see. But uh, interesting stuff about maybe this week. Maybe, maybe there could be a deal this week during All-Star break. Uh, that would be really interesting. Uh, so you got the All-Star game on Tuesday in Seattle. Uh, uh, always it, it brings back a lot of memories. Uh, boy, do I remember those games. And, uh, of course, when they were wearing their own uniforms, there, was, there weren't these specialized uh, All-Star game uniforms. And, uh, you know, you'd, you'd, then the next day you'd go out and gather all your friends and, you know, some Sandlot baseball, and you try to – uh, mimic what you saw in the home run derby, setting up lawn chairs, you know, and all this stuff to create an outfield wall uh, on the street in somebody's backyard, wherever you could be. Uh, this was always a fun week. And uh, so uh, looking forward to see what Dusty Baker does and uh, when he can get Luis Robert Jr. Uh, in the game on Tuesday. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get any questions or comments you might have, either it's for James Fox on the draft or or, or anything in general about uh, this first half of baseball, you can do that at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. White Sox take on the Atlanta Braves on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, every day. Hey, every dayers, you know who you are on the next episode. 
I'll recap uh, what Luis Robert Jr. did in that All-Star game, and uh, we'll talk a little White Sox baseball, recap some of the last day of the draft and beyond. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.